Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Hey, and welcome to Cherry's World Podcast. I am Cherry Johnson. My co-host is Mr. Courtney Blackman. And today, I have a lifelong friend in the house. Well, kind of. His name is Mr. Johnson. And Mr. Johnson and I actually became acquainted after he was in the studio audience of Punky Brewster. I am so proud of Mr. Johnson. He has gone on to get his doctorate. He is a doctor and he is teaching this year at my brother's alma mater, Cal Lutheran University in Southern California. I'm proud of him. So he's here so that he can meet all of you and we can learn about the experience of a young black doctor. The only podcast coming through your beat stereo is Cherry's World, so let's go around like a merry-go. Plug your phone in, make sure it got a full battery. Download it Wednesday, listen to it Saturday. She cover all topics, whatever you after. She got ball players, authors, doctors, actors, rappers, singers, entrepreneurs, divas, leaders, androids or Apple, turn up your speakers. Trying to shoot my shot like the vaccine, whether it's Cherry or Maxine, whether the podcast or acting, she that queen. PYT, you know what that mean. Saw you on TV and touch the screen, touch on you. I plead Lucy's got a crush on you. It'll mean the world to get a blush from you. Teaspoon to me, leave you sleep like Robitussin do. But I just have to let you and everybody out there know that I am a huge fan of Dr. Johnson. I have been kind of like following his career build. And I just want to really thank you so much for being here today to talk to us. Oh, absolutely. It, it's, it is an honor and a pleasure to, to be in this space. So just again, thank you so much for, for allowing me to be here. Thank you. So Courtney, I've told you a little bit, but Dr. Johnson and I have gone back way, way, way long for like years. Mm-hmm. In fact, we, we met like 37 years, 38 years ago on Punky Brewster. <laughs> Neither one of you all look like y'all could have been around 38 years ago. So. Thank you. It's a, it, it, look, hey, that, that's a compliment in itself. Nice. But you are young. Dr. Johnson, how old are you? Yeah, I just turned 36 this past June. So, you know, I'm, it's, a, it's a beautiful age to be. Nice. So since he was born, basically, and he was watching TV. So can you tell them um, about how actually we kind of met? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we could rewind a little bit. You know, Cherry's showing you her, her comedy at this point. Um, I, I I can't even say that I met Sherry. I mean, like I, I 2019 of November, I had the opportunity to attend a taping, uh, the Punky Brewster taping show, um, the reboot. I remember I, I read about it and I was like, dude, this is the most amazing thing. I was thinking about my childhood and I was like, you know what? One of these days, if I get the chance to be able to go, I'm going to go. And just one, uh, there, there's this app called One Iota. Where you can go ahead and, and and claim some 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 tickets. So I claimed the ticket for myself. Um, it was like months in advance, and I cleared my my day off for, for for work that day. And I just said, you know what? If it happens, it happens. And it's like a lottery system, apparently. I completely forgot all about it until about like a week before. It was like, hey, you were chosen, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is this is cool. So the reason why I did that is because doing something by yourself, doing something outside of your, your comfort zone was something that I really wanted to do. So I was like, I'm going to go to this taping. I'm going to do it by myself and I'm just going to be able to go and, and, and just uh, see, see what happens from there. 
the minute, and, and I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, I was definitely going in to see Cherry for sure. Um, but during that time, I was listening to uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s podcast. So he had a little podcast that he had with the little buddy. And I was like, I get the chance to see Cherry. And I get the, the chance to see um, uh, to Freddie and then as well, just Soleil Moonfry. Like I can't even I can't even talk about that. She's she's just incredible. So I went to the tape and made a good friend and I was watching all, my, all I could really do was was uh, keep my focus on Cherry. Her presence on set was I can't even tell you everything that she was doing and just like the, the connection that she had with with uh, with with the cast and, and, and even with the people in the, in the in the audience was amazing. And so I felt like this amazing connection. I'm like, there goes my little cousin over there. And um, at the very, very end of the taping, at the very end of the taping, you, Cherry, you may not even remember, you gave this speech and it was very emotional. You were talking about how just in this industry, right? In the industry, you hardly ever get a second chance. Um, and those second chances hardly ever come decades later. So when you made that comment, when, when you made that, 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 that speech and I could just see the love on set, I was, I was bawling by myself. I was over here trying to like wipe away tears. People not, uh, the, the people next to me not being able to see. Okay. But um, right after that, I found out she had a podcast. And since day one, since I think it was November 8th of 2019, I just decided to hit you up. And I said, I know this is probably weird. You'll probably never see this message, but I just want to say thank you for just opening my eyes, right? Um, and then the, the, the topics that you had on your podcast, um, one of them being the power of manifestation, um, finding your your voice and, and, and the fact that you were so unapologetically yourself was something that I really needed at that time. I was going through a lot of, you know, some, some, some personal things. Um, and it was just, I, I just said, thank you. And I did not expect a reply. I didn't expect anything. And the next thing I know, you're over here writing me back. And then we have this, what is it, almost a two year um, kind of friendship that, that I can't even, I can't even describe. So you're just, you make me feel like uh, I, I can't even explain it. But the, the other part is just listening to your podcast uh, you know, every week, right? And, and seeing Courtney and you guys just having this beautiful friendship and your podcast is, is, is so different than all, a lot of the others that I listen to. It's like you, you, you allow your, your listeners to come into your world and it's just like a conversation. And yeah. at that point, because of this pandemic, many of us are, are uh, you know, we're stuck at home, stuck in our own thoughts, right? And sometimes that's a scary place to be. And I was very thankful that I was able to get your messages um, because it really helped me to find myself, to find my confidence and for me to, to, to um, and I'm, I'm, gonna put, I'm gonna put a plug in here for Marcus, Marcus Parker, finding the line to fix that problem. That bad boy <laughs> right there was, was, was incredible. Um, not only because of the message, but it had somebody who looked like me, right, a yeah. black man, to be able to help me to understand a little bit more what it means to embrace emotional intelligence. And I was just like, the people that you have on your podcast are not just what you would find anywhere else. It's real people. And sometimes a lot of the people that we may not know, and you you, you use your platform to, to, um, to elevate black excellence, to elevate our, our voices. And that's what I'm all about is to, un uh, to, to help us to, to, to unmute our voices, right? And to be able to show like the, the different um, aspects of what it means to be black and what it means to be excellent. And so 
over the course of the, the two years that we've met, I, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm incredibly, incredibly, incredibly honored to be here. Oh, well, thank you. I'm honored that you're here. I'm honored that a friendship actually blossomed. Courtney, let me tell you the speech that he's talking about. So I get excited <laughs> when there's a live audience because a lot of these people have grown up with us and it's my only opportunity to kind of connect. Soleil is super shy and she gets a little nervous in front of the audience. So it's kind of my way of also like putting her on the spot because people, yeah, they want to hear from me, but they really want to hear from her. And she's so sweet, kind and humble. She would never walk in the audience and take the microphone because that's what I did. I took the microphone from our audience coordinator. So they would never do that. That's his microphone. Like she's so politically correct. But that was my way of saying, thank you so much for coming. Thank you to my uncle. Thank you to Soleil. Telling people that I love them, but handing her the microphone mm -hmm. because they really want to hear from her. Yeah. And you did it beautifully. It was like you, oh, you, and you set it up so perfectly because I, I was waiting for you to speak. So, so when you did, it just it, it brought tears and chills to to, to because I I mean I've I've grown up with you I've grown up with Aww. you in several I mean from Punky Brewster to 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 everything else that 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 we watch and um even the the Parkers I mean just for me to see you almost every decade and like at a at a point um, you know going through puberty and going through growing up you look at the people and you were one of very few who looked like us. And so the fact that your last name was Johnson, I was telling all of my friends, I was like, oh, yeah, that's my cousin. That's my sister over there. Yeah. I, I think to this day, I may be uh, out, outing myself that, that that it is a lie. But at this, at <laughs> no, this point. it's not a lie. That is my brother from another mother. But that's OK. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you were you were just incredible. And oh. the people that I was sitting next to, because a lot of us were um, a lot of us came by ourselves. You and I'm just going to be honest with you, you were definitely the star of the show. I mean, oh. I don't know if you remember, but uh, when you walked, I remember when, when your character walked through the door for the first time, oh. um, y'all had to do that take about three or four times. And they even had to tell us, look, you, you guys got to calm down a bit because oh. we couldn't contain ourselves. It was. I don't, I don't think it was the star. I think it was everybody knew Soleil was going to be there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's obvious. You can't do Punky Bruce Royal. But they didn't know if her friend was going to come back. Yeah. And, and I think that's what it was. Yeah. For me to walk in the door, it was kind of like, <gasps> she, and it, <sighs> you definitely had to do it twice once because I was backstage crying. <laughs> and it was just, it was so like, they said, well, we thought we were going to have to wait for you for a long time. My tears are tears, Courtney, of like gratitude and love and being humble. It's like, who would have ever thought 38 years from now they care whether I walk through the door or not? You know what I'm saying? And then to go out and see all these beautiful faces and so many of them look like mine and even okay. my last name, my namesake is in the audience. It wasn't like walking out to strangers. It was really like walking out to people whom I love and love me back. So yeah, we had to do it a couple of times because I was crying and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was great. And Carrying our friendship over the course of a couple of years, I mean, it's going to be two years in, in November. Mm -hmm. During that time, I was, um, you know, I was going through my doctoral program at Cal State Northridge um, yes. in my uh, educational leadership policy studies program. And 
my whole dissertation was is, is, is focused on black women. Um, it's called Untapped, Underrepresented, and Unstoppable, a qualitative study of black of the black women's experiences in that field. And I honestly believe, again, that just the way that things are meant to happen is like when you came into my life in the podcast and just hearing you and in your perspectives and hearing Courtney and just it really empowered me during a time when, again, I wasn't around the thousands of people that I was used to on campus. I was I had to, to complete this. Uh, I had to complete the program virtually. And so I'm getting my messages where I could. And to be able to get it from a face that I grew up with was was amazing. Um, you helped me to really center my mission and my focus on what I really wanted to do with this dissertation was to, again, to unmute Black women's voices within science, within STEM fields, specifically engineering and computer sciences. Um, there's a lot of alienation. There's a lot of stereotype threat, a lot of tokenism, and lack of role models, not only of people who look like us, but 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 Black women specifically in this field. And it was also important for me to kind of go into that too, because a lot of the studies and a lot of uh, the information that's currently out there, there was never really anything that 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 solely focused on black women's unique experiences, not attached to black men and not attached to any other woman of color. Because again, as a black woman, you have two different uh, two different uh, intersecting identities. One, there's so much oppression that comes from just being a woman. And then on top of that, a black woman. And then to be in a field where it's primarily um, a white dominated field, but then even just male dominated. And so for me, because of my, 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 uh, my, my field, I've been working you know, in, in uh, student services positions in that field for nearly 20 years. And I'm like, we have no support, barely a voice and barely representation in the student population as well as the faculty population. So I think during that time with me kind of finding my voice and really hearing you and, 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 and how you center right, Black voices in your work, in your platform, it really just helped me to really kind of understand my mission and what I wanted to do. And um, the power of manifestation, the power of manifestation. I want to get into that. But first, I want to just kind of um, give you the opportunity just to kind of kind of tell me a little bit more about like how power of manifestation kind of came into your life and how once you really figured out like that was that was something that you wanted to, to, to move forward with, because I, I have some 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 things that I want to say about that. But I want to give you the platform first to, to kind of talk about that. It Courtney and I go through this all the time because I'm always like manifest, manifest, manifest. It came from a conversation. Honestly, I was very like young, early, maybe 20s, 30s. I was sitting down having a conversation with Dr. Dre. And he asked me, have you ever heard of The Secret? And it was before like the books came out and the videos. Were, I mean, the book was out, but the videos weren't out. It wasn't like talked about like that. And I was like, no. And I'll never forget, like, I was just laying there. And he's like, yeah, well, anything that you can picture yourself with having, you can have. Yeah. He's like, did you always know you want to be an actor? And I was like, no, I just decided that when my uncle wrote it, I was going to do that job. He's like, you manifested it. And so we started talking about how my life had definitely gone the way I envisioned it. And so he just kept saying, anything you see yourself with, you're going to get, but you got to be able to visualize it first. So he handed me the book and he was like, call me after you read it. And I was like, okay. So I went home and I like really read the book and I called him a couple of weeks later 
and we talked about it and then we talked about it differently. And he kind of like broke down and went through chapter through chapter with me and he gave me his book. And I was like, well, let me return your book. And he was like, no, it's yours. Pass it on to somebody else. And um, it just became a really big deal. And then I realized that every time I wrote stuff down and I visualized it, it happened. Got to be careful what you wish for. Yes. And Courtney has exactly because some of the bad things that I had spoken, I've also lived. But Courtney helps me. And I don't even know if he realizes, but I'll throw out little bugs and Courtney picks them up and he actually like facilitates all of my little weird thoughts. And he helps me manifest so many of those together. I love that. I love that. Um, what's your perspective on it, Courtney? I know you've kind of talked about it before, but just tell to, what's your perspective on it? I didn't know nothing about it until I met Cherry. You say you met Cherry in uh, what, 2019? Yes. I got, I got you by a year. I think I met her November of 2018. Okay. And um, I always wanted to do, um, when I was a kid, I wanted to do what Martin did on, on the show, WZMP. Yeah. I just wanted to do that. And, uh, but then I grew up and I wanted to make money. So I'd say, well, they don't pay that much. So I just started working and doing that and stuff like that. But um, I always wanted to do what Martin did on the on uh, TV. And uh, I didn't know nothing about manifest manifestation until I met Cherry. And uh, the first year we started doing the show, she taught me about, told me about it. And um, she told me to write some stuff down. And I kid you not, I think it was January, 2020, I wrote down like 15 things just just to try it. Yeah. And like, I think 13 of them happened that same year. Wow. And, you know, the only two and the two things that didn't happen and I and I regret it is that. Well, I'll say one of them. the one of them is that I didn't get a chance to see my grandfather before he passed. But that's one of the things that I written down, wrote down as another one that I wrote down, too. But I was like. Wow, you know, you really can manifest your life. I you manifested this. This was Courtney's idea. This was not my idea. Hmm. Really? Wow. Cherry's World Podcast is Courtney. Right. It's not mine. No, <laughs> it's hers. <laughs> it's it's ours. But I mean, I I I when I interviewed her for another show that I was doing, That's and right. I was like, she needs she she should be doing this because. For me, I was just like, because we during the interview, she told me some great stories. I'm like, forget everything that I had down. I wanted to ask. Her. I'm like, these stories are better. So I'm like thinking you should do your own podcast and just tell these stories. You know, that's all. I had no idea that any of this, what we're doing right now was going to happen. I just wanted to hear her tell some more stories from, you know, Family Matters, Punky, and just, you know, tour life. And everything. I just wanted to hear those stories. This this outcome came out much better than what I envisioned. So, yeah, absolutely. Look, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. Okay, <laughs> um, that, that's that's so powerful. I mean, both. I always kind of had the, the 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 messages of the power of manifestation, but it, it it was the way that you kind of described it too was was so powerful because, you know, 
without having to get, get into it, he's like having lost both of my my parents. I lost my dad in tw- in 2000 and my mom in 2011 to, to breast cancer. Um, like right before I started my my master's program um, in, in a couple of, uh, during that time, and it was hard to try to find my ground, my motivation, and my reason for being right because beyond the powers that be right when your makers are gone it's really hard for you to try to figure out what are you here to live for right what 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 wakes you up every day to to take that that next step um i've been able to find that in the work that i do in serving students like i I can't imagine really doing anything else and being able to help them being a servant leader and a situational leader to, to, to find their strength and help them to lead them to, to that is, is everything. Like I give my all to that. I can't think of anything else that I would want to do, but oftentimes, you know, you have to find again, something within yourself beyond things that are, that, that are tangible to, to, for you, for you to, to want to continue to move forward. And so that was a, a, a time where I was searching for answers from many different places. And it was just beautiful to be able to put on a podcast and then need to be so inspired. Cause I just saw you and I'm listening like episode after episode, following all the people that you bring onto the podcast oh. and I'm finding my voice and my message and the power of manifestation, that conversation came into play. It's, it's very aligned with my quote and my motto that I follow is chance favors those who are in motion. You have to keep moving, take action, and then only then will opportunities follow, right? Mm. You, 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 you can't really be going anywhere if you're not taking a, 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 a leap of faith or a step forward. You don't always have to know where you're going, but if you have this willingness, if you're open and receptive to new opportunities and you allow yourself to, to get out of the way, and again, Marcus Parker, find that lie to fix the problem, right? Is If you do a lot of that work, it allows that power of manifestation to work in a more positive way. Because again, you have to be careful what you say. Because if you're over here saying, oh, I don't want this, or I don't deserve this, or I don't like these people, then all you're going to do is reinforce those conversations and those thoughts. You just said something so powerful, and I just want you to explain it to people out there because I've heard it before and I had to ask my mentor to explain what he meant when he said it. So you said you had to learn to get out of your own way. Absolutely. A lot of us don't get that. Can you explain exactly what getting out of your own way is? Getting out of your way. Remember you up here, that could be your biggest, that that could be your poison. That could be your biggest enemy because, again, you always know the little things that are going to trigger you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mentioned I'm 36 years old right now, and I, I'll be honest with you. I'm a very transparent person. Most of my life, up until maybe about 30, maybe even a little after that, I, I didn't really love myself. I didn't really have kind of much confidence in in myself um and it, it kind of stemmed with you know as a as a gay black man there were a lot of different identities that were very hard for me to understand and i never really truly felt growing up um full as a as a as a, as a gay person or as a man or as a black man because a lot of those role models that i had weren't really necessarily there in my academic and my professional career there was never really anybody who looked like me Mm-hmm. Right. Trying to find role models was was different, was was very hard. And so getting out of my way meant me trying to to stop trying to find the people who um, that, that I'm trying to emulate. Right. Or, or that I aspire to be, because it was just this endless, endless journey. And I wasn't getting anywhere. 
I was focusing on the wrong things. Once I figured out that, wait a minute, I am that very much role model for other people in the form of students and the people around me, it served as this like, it, it served as a way for me to, to, to shift the way that I thought. Let me over here stop trying to find what I need and just embrace who I am to other people mm. and myself. And the minute that I did that, it, 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 it like opened up the floodgates. Um, but with that meant that I had to, I had to follow in my in, in in the way that I walked, in the way that I spoke, in the way that I um, in, in everything that I did because I had to believe in myself. And when you don't when you don't believe in yourself or your voice or you're, you're too busy trying to do what everybody else is doing and you're living vicariously through other people, you don't give yourself the chance to get to know who the hell you are, mm. right? And there was a point, right, where, you know, I hit rock bottom in terms of my mental and physical health and about the way that I felt about myself. You know, um, there was a point where I remember even thinking to myself, the tip of my hair to the bottom of my toe, every inside and out, was, I hated everything about myself. There was something for me to complain about. There was something for me to not love. And that scared the hell out of me. It was just, I was like, well, wait a minute, let, let me keep going. And I started thinking about I had everything um, that was counted against me. And I'm like, I don't know who this person is. I need to figure out what I'm going to do to be the best version of myself. So it took some time. And, and I, I want to be able to just be honest with you. The minute I started my doctoral program at Cal State Northridge is where I found my voice. I found who I'm meant to be. You came into my life around that time, the power of manifestation, me figuring out that the shame the, the the beliefs that I had about myself that didn't allow me to grow didn't even belong to me. It belonged, it belonged to somebody else, to other people. And once I eliminated um, a lot of those people from my life and or if those people um, were, were taken from me, it was a chance for me to figure out, okay, who do I want to be now? And who that was just you? powerful. Who, who are you? Because you are who you've always been. Yeah. Thank you. I love, like, I, Courtney, I love this man. <laughs> and I don't think you understand. I also manifested you because I had been saying for years, and I have a friend named Darius, um, not McQuarrie, but another friend named Darius West, who I have been laughing with over the years. I keep saying, I'm going to go and I'm going to get my honorary doctorate because I'm going to be yes. Dr. Johnson. And when I met you, I told you, you're not doing this for yourself. You're also doing this for me because I no longer have to be Dr. Johnson. I got a Dr. Johnson. There you go. Thank you. That's just beautiful. That's just a beautiful story. And again, you manifested me. I manifested you. I, I, I prayed to the heavens. I prayed to everybody that I could pray to, right? Even to my parents who are no longer here to say, I. And I think the power of it all was for me to say, I, I need to be open and receptive to new people, new opportunities, um, and, and eliminate the toxicity that, 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 that um, a lot of the times only really existed within here, right? We are a lot of our thoughts, we are our, um, our things. And so for me, it was just, how do I be the best version of myself? And the answer was to eliminate the, the toxicity. And, once I did that, I, I had to figure out, okay, what is it that I really want? I wanted human connection. I wanted opportunities. I wanted to know what my voice sounded like. I wanted to know what my preferences were and not somebody else's, right? I was constantly living vicariously through, 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 through so many people. And, and that's the thing that happens with a lot of um, 
you know, black men and women, when we don't have those role models, right? And we don't have them sometimes even on TV. I mean, I got mine in the form of Jerry Johnson, you know. Um, but the power of manifestation, once I got out of my way and in that 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 the 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 book, Mark Marcus's book, it really helped me to really go back to look at those triggers. Like that that was really so important to me. I think that was probably the first episode where your your where your podcast kind of shifted for me. It was less about, oh, you know, uh, joining Cherry's pot, uh, Cherry World podcast and, and really just kind of um, getting to know you. It, it, this was a lesson. This was a lesson for me to go back that tool book, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful to be good friends with him as, as well on, on social media too, because I'm like, man, thank you. Thank you for being a role model um, across the way, right? The work that he does and, and the fact that you brought him onto the show. Was that was Courtney book. again. I can't Courtney, take the man. credit, but that's Courtney. Yeah, Courtney, you know what you're doing. <laughs> wow. Thank you, man. I appreciate y'all crazy, man. I can't, I can't take credit for all this. I'm, I'm actually going back, looking back at that as well. Wow. <laughs> that, that's Courtney. And so the funny thing is, is as I started to find my voice and figure out what is it that I wanted to do, I stopped looking at the things that I was most afraid of. And I started to utilize them as my, my gifts. I'm like, well, I have a power. I have the power of connection with people. I have empathy. And I have just... There's very, very few people that I know that are like me who truly just care about the well-being of others and wanting to just help. And so when I stopped looking at that as a weakness and I embraced it fully as one of my greatest gifts that, that was given to me, I'm like, hey, so that's my Avenger powers, the power of connection, the power of motivation. Um, and it, it's a two-way street, right? Because it's not just me motivating others, it's the, the, the transference of it all. It's like me helping others completely helps me as well. Because a lot of the times working with other students, I'm looking at the old Dazelle who had no guidance, who didn't know what he was doing, but had a willingness to learn and a willingness to say, sure, I'll, I'll try this, right? Um, I want to expedite my black male excellence for these students um, and black just excellence in general and, and just human excellence. Because again, a lot of people are just looking for human connection, validation, and because I knew that that was something that I needed, that's what I want. And that's what's in my DNA when I give it back to other people. And so again, helping other people is really just helping myself. And it's it's a beautiful thing. No, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, you know, um, it's, it's funny that everything that you say about Cherry, you know, uh, how do I say this? Um, at, at one point I was like, and I'm glad I was wrong about this. At one point, I, I felt like, oh, I'm just special that she like because I always wonder, like, how did I look up and meet Cherry like that? I always said that. And I was like, oh, I'm just I must have just been on it. That interview must have been the best interview. I thought it was me. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I found out that it's her and that she's just a, a good person because you don't meet people with of her caliber that's very open and friendly and who you tell me, me. <laughs> I mean, I've been around for a minute with, with a lot of people and none of them act like with, with chair. So this is like, you're like the third or fourth person that, mm -hmm. that that's, that's talked to me about how, how she is. And I'm but like, wait, wait a minute. Don't let them people like, you know what I'm saying? Don't let Cordy and Dr. Johnson steal you wrong. Okay. Don't come at me crazy. Cause I'm not that friendly. So <laughs> 
Hey, look, it must be the fact that my name is Johnson, and that's all. Well, no, 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 no. I think I think she has has a good um, eye to see that someone's sincere in what they're doing. Because I was truthful about what I wanted to do, and same with yourself. And you know, but a lot of people just don't get that chance. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people just don't get that chance. So, like like I said, I'm glad I was wrong that it wasn't me. That is her because she's a just a great person. So I mean, you got the same um, thoughts about, you know, knowing Cherry. So I love my people. Yeah. You know, and I do know when people are sincere, I can read through the bullshit. That's one of the things that uh, being in the business for so long has given me is discernment um, and spirits. You know, you can feel spirits and good spirits from black men who are, doing well for themselves and trying to be the best version of themselves are people that I want to be around. Absolutely. So I'm just, to, to be invited into your world is, is, is special because again, I think most of my life, I was always trying to find where I belonged. And I don't, I, don't, I don't need much validation from people, to be honest. It's, it's really just those, those quality ones. And I wasn't asking that from you. You gave that from the bottom of your heart. Because you made a- me cry. Like, I'm so proud. I don't think you understand what a great man you really are. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're amazing. I'm still learning. I'm still learning, to be honest. We all lie, brother. Yeah. We all lie. Okay, so tell us, Dr. Johnson, you know what I'm saying? He a professor in everything. And he is, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I said in the intro, if you want us to cut it out, I will. He's teaching at my brother's old school this year. He's at Kalu University. How did you get that position? You're probably one of the only Black men teaching there or even has ever worked for the university. Power manifestation, I, and that that's not even that's not even a, a, a lie. Um, I don't know too much of the makeup yet, um, but I will say, after finishing this program, I knew exactly that my doctoral program. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to get into teaching and to be in the in the classroom, close that door, and just really lead students and guide them and really learn from them during that time. And so. After I was done, I had I had the opportunity to, uh, after I was done with my doctoral program, I had the opportunity to teach. And that's where I came alive. And I'm like, this is it. This is what I have been missing my whole life. And you have this is going to be the lesson going back to chance favors those in motion. You got to keep moving, take action. Opportunities will follow as well as the power of manifestation, because I had a friend of mine, right, who he's in higher ed. Right, he's uh, actively getting his uh, his degree as well, and I just mentioned to him one day. I was like, "Hey, wait a minute! I didn't know you 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 were over here teaching at Cal Lu." Um, and I was like, "Hook a brother up," just kind of jokingly. And he was like, "Okay." Honestly, within a couple of days later, he hits me up in the evening. and He goes, "Hey, um, can I can we can we talk? Because I I may have an opportunity for you to teach." And I was like, well, "If you don't call me now, bro, I'm look. Come on." He called, so we spoke and we talked about the opportunity in the course and, 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 and it was so aligned with everything that I wanted to do. And I'm like, man, I really need to be careful what I say because I'm starting to learn or I was starting to learn that the more that I put out there, whether it was good or bad, I was always seeing it within, within a few weeks, mm-hmm. right? And 
for him to reach out to his, you know, to his people and say, hey, look, I have this amazing person who may be able to teach this course. I got the phone call from 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 the from the from from the head over there, and and we we talked, and I was fully 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 on board, and so that's how I got that specific job at Cal Lu, and I'm also teaching at, as well at Cal State Northridge and in, in another higher education program. And for me to see myself in these positions, Cherry, it was something that I always wanted, something that I didn't ever think that I would ever have the confidence or the voice or the skills or the presence to be able to do so but I know it sounds crazy but yeah you're how unapologetically the next word could be anything just you are so unapologetically you helped me during a time when I'm trying to figure out who I am to find my voice and to say, you know what, this is who I am. This, these are my thoughts. This is my dreams. These are my passions. And you helped me to just understand that it is okay to have those. And if you want them, you just got to fight them, fight for them. So that's where my, my, my motto really came into place because I remember I said, I don't always know where I'm going, but I know that I want to be in a place where I'm supporting students, where I'm teaching and where I'm also growing. And so the more that I decided that I going to continue to say what I need and what I want and take those opportunities and to keep praying on them. It, it, it was, that's how Cal Lu came. That's how my conversation with you or my, our friendship developed. And that's why I'm here today. Yeah, man. You know, um, somebody else forgot who said it. Maybe this girl, Joy Taylor, I think she said, um, luck favors the ones who are prepared. And, um, I know. I mean, I'm not saying she made it up, but I was like, it made me think about like, when I first started doing um, podcasts. And I started in 2015, maybe late 2014. I had plans. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna start this show, but I'm gonna um, also hopefully, you know, get somebody else, and I'm gonna do one with them. You know, mm-hmm. I mean? now Cherry wasn't the one I was thinking about. It was someone else who had followed me on Twitter. Uh, right away. I was like, oh, that's it. She's the one right now. We about to do this right now. She followed me right away. And my first show was so terrible. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah. You know, in hindsight, it wasn't that bad. But for, for her caliber, it probably was like, she probably heard it was like, nah, these dudes ain't, <laughs> you know, ain't, ain't on point. So it like strung me on, strung me along for like five years, basically, till I met Cherry. You know, and um, and uh, but that's but when I met Cherry and I told her she should do it, I was already prepared. So when she dropped the bomb on me and said, "Okay, let's do it," I wasn't even expecting her to say say that. You know what I'm saying? I was talking about I was like I can help her do hers or just show it. I I just think she. So it's just like power manifest. I don't I don't I didn't know nothing about that's what I've been doing all this time. Just dreaming and thinking about stuff until you know i met her and she showed me like this is this is what you've been doing you've been manifesting all this mm-hmm. and, and and i love that you said that too because i think the power manifestation as well is you know and it, depending on your beliefs right your spirituality or your religion i believe i believe it's also a two-way street right because I, I the power manifestation again however you want to believe it in my mind there's a higher power that 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 you know, is there, 
but you also the part of uh, the, the part that you have to take in the power manifestation again is that step right chance favors those who are in motion sometimes those opportunities will come your way but if you don't take them yeah. if you look the other way or you're too scared then you just end up losing that opportunity. And so I think that that power manifestation has to be, of you have to want it, you have to believe it, you have to see it, and then you have to take those steps when those opportunities come. So like for you, Sherry's like, heck yeah, I'll do the podcast with you. You had manifested it, but it was like, we wouldn't be here if you didn't follow through with that dream and what you were given. I got a question for both of y'all. Mm -hmm. So I just had a, a conversation with a longtime friend of mine and, um, I didn't go to college. He did. Mm -hmm. Took him a while to get through. His wife took him took her a while, but they she's actually still back in school. And I was raised to not want to embarrass my mom. Like you know what I'm saying. Like it was there was certain things that I'm like I just can't do, and it was always an opportunity to do certain stuff. But it's like, man, if I get in trouble for this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Certain things, like, you just know better. You was raised better than do that. So I never cheated in high school or grade school. I never cheated on tests, never cheated on, like, homework and stuff like that. It was always about memorization, trying to memorize everything. And for that, you know, my grades weren't the best. Then I found out half of just about everybody that I was going to school with that got all those good grades they were cheating their ass off. So I was talking to my buddy. I'm like, the real world is work smarter, not harder. That's mm -hmm. the real world. Yeah. So I was asking him, I'm like, should I teach my kids if I if I realize they're not getting it all the way? Should I teach them how to cheat successfully? No. And he was like, no, 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 bro, you can't do it. But I'm going <laughs> to ask y'all that. Should I do that? This is real talk. What, what do you think the lesson is in, in what do you think the lesson would be in in in, in kind of um in, in saying that cheating is okay? I'm just gonna that's just a not you know what, what kind of message do you think that 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 would give? Work smarter, not harder. You can say that, and if that's what they interpret it as, okay. But remember, I'm the one that admitted on Cherry's World podcast that I turned in Kelly's midterm. <laughs> I did that to my I did that to one of my boys too. I just changed her the name. Like I didn't even read it. I just changed because Kelly always got good things. I just changed the name of the book. And I'm not encouraging that. I would never teach my daughter to cheat. One thing I did learn from my mentor, he said to me one day, you know how rich people become wealthy? And I said, How? He said, they take other people's inventions. Yeah. pay them for them and make them their own. Yeah, that too. So if you're going to teach your kid that, I would teach your kid that other people is what make wealthy people wealthy. Yep. Does that make sense? I, yeah, I think it's yeah. another way of, oh, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, because in return, the kind of kid I would have been, would have been like, Oh, so if I pay him $20 to do my math, then I didn't really cheat because I paid for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sis. I think it's a, it's it's all about critical thinking, right? Yeah. 
that, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it really is, is being able to critically think in that moment what they believe may be right. And then what's the other option? What what what, what is the other um the other side to it look like? And I think if you were able to present that to them and then allow them to make that decision themselves, they're not only strengthening their critical thinking skills, but at the end of the day, you get to really kind of see like what kind of what's their mindset right while also kind of instilling like at the end of the day it's it's about what's doing right and will you feel will you feel whole will you feel fulfilled at the end of the day knowing that if it works out in your favor and you're like well i kind of cheated a little bit do you feel good in that moment so i don't think that okay if i'm good at four or five subjects but i suck at this one subject I shouldn't let this one subject stop me from achieving my goal when I can just write it on my wrist. The answer is a little, little cheat sheet memory mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and then be able, you know, because like a lot of people, because they're not good at memorizing or, or, or can remember certain stuff, they like they, they, they fail. They just like, nah, I ain't going to even do it. But in the real world, everybody in the real world, what I'm noticing, everybody's cheating. And people, it's just like what you said, people be scared. So like what I'm saying is don't be scared. Take that chance because just like you said, that rich person told you rich, rich people take a lot of chances. They're not scared to cheat. They're going to take whatever advantage, whatever inch they can grab that someone else is scared to do. They're going to do it. That's the real world. So <laughs> do I teach my kids that now or let okay. them learn for themselves later on? What you don't do is teach them to write nothing on their arm. That's called dumb criminal. Okay, so if you're gonna be a a good a criminal, at least be a good criminal. You'd be a good one. Okay. Okay, that's what that's what I would tell my kid. If you do something bad, there's a rule in my house. Two things. Cheating bad though. Before I have to cut you up, it's cheating bad. We don't lie. I don't lie, and I I tell I now I'll I'll put it this way. I was like you and I am like you and in high school, in high school and all that stuff. No, no cheating. That was just, it was, it was also attached to my conscience. And I still don't to this day. I recognize and I see people that I know who, who, who got more money, who've got more status, who've got all these other things who've lied their way, but are they happy? Mm. Do they have really, really what it takes to be able to defend what they have? If, if, if somebody's called on, I don't compare myself to anybody because I'm, I'm happy with what I have in this moment. And I, I know what I brought to the table and what I can go to sleep, you know, with at the end of the day. Cheating, I think, is, 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 a, is an interesting thing because it, as a professor as in, in higher education, that, that, that's a huge no-no. But I think in the game of life, it, it, you have to kind of, again, critically think about what you feel is right in that moment and what you're willing to give up in the end. Because if you're willing to give up a lot, then that's your choice that you make. I forgot you saying you're a professor. What, so if you caught somebody cheating, what would you do to him? <laughs> I, I, absolutely. There, there is no cheating. Uh, and, uh, what would you and, do to him? Oh, go ahead. What would you do to him? So as a critical practice, right, I would definitely pull them aside and be like, look, we have a syllabus here. We have a we have a contract. And in higher ed, I mean, that's the first thing you do in, in your classes. You talk about this contract. You spell it out. You say these are the the consequences of cheating, and if you do, then it is what it is, right? You laid out the the the, the platform to say if you decide to cheat and you're caught on it, this is going to be the consequence of either a failed grade or having to go to the higher ups. If people make that decision, then that's a lesson that they learned, right? But a lot of people will cheat, and I'll never always catch all of them. It's just again, how do you walk away? Do you feel good about it? And if you feel good about it, then that's all you. But for me. 
lying and cheating, I, I can't, there's something that weighs me down. And so I know, I guess at the end of the day, it's just about who you are. Yeah. I heard a guy, see, I couldn't do this stuff, but I heard a guy say, and in a conversation, he was like, wait a minute, you're telling me I can make how much money? And the worst that can happen is I only have to go away for five years. Oh, sign <laughs> me up. And I was like, I could never give away five years of my life. So I got kids, I got family and stuff like that. But someone else was like willing to take their risk just because, hey, the worst that happens, I just go away for five years. But look, I'm still going to have all that money. I guess it's to each his own. I, th- I think it's what you do. I turned in that midterm paper that Kelly wrote and I slept very well. And I still I, don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel any qualms about it. Yeah. Let me let me say something really funny, because that actually happened to me. But I was on the other end. I remember I think I was in like I was definitely in high school and I did. It was a huge homework assignment. Right. And so, at the, you know, in class, they tell you to take out the work and, and pass it up to the front and we'll collect it all up. Well, tell me why a couple of weeks later I get a uh, I get a notification. The professor saying, oh, uh, I didn't get your work. You always turned in everything on time. What happened? I'm like, what you mean? Tell me why, as I'm looking through. I see somebody else's name, right? They 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 erased my name and put their name on it. And I was a little, I was kind of a punk back in the day. I, I was too too scared to bring it up, but I was like, wow, I cannot believe that this lady over here done, done took my name off. But I did on the side, I ended up saying, like, by the way, that that that's that that's not her work. You know my handwriting. And uh she definitely got reprimanded, but I was on the other tail end and I was like, man, I swear I stayed up to get that done. And um, that's so, why yeah. I didn't. I didn't take from Kelly. Kelly turned hers in. She went to school in D.C. I'm okay. just in California. There we go. But all I did was, you know, what I'm saying, take what she had did and put my name on the bottom and turned it in. But if we would have went to school together, that's wrong. See, yeah. I did what you said happened to you. I did that to my good friend. We had the same oh, class, but wow. just different periods. And I was like, I forgot to do my homework. And I was like, I'll just do mine later and give him mine. And because we, I, for some reason, I had his backpack for some reason. I took his paper, erased uh-huh. his name, and uh-huh. handed the paper in. And I forgot to do it again and put his name on there and tell him he can hand it in. Oh, I needed his book. That's what it was. Uh-huh. I had his homework. I just handed his in. Yeah, he's still mad at me about that. See, that's why I slept well, because I ain't do that. I didn't affect her grade. I didn't affect her school. I turned it into a whole different school, whole different teacher, whole different everything. I don't even know what it was about. Like I said, I never read you it. You were critically I, thinking over there. <laughs> I got it. Hey. And when you said, you know, I was taught never to embarrass my mama. That's really hard to say to me. I made a whole career out of embarrassing myself. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I'm talking about, I don't want to get too far into it, but like one time it was an opportunity to steal some cars. Oh no, I'll do that. That's what I'm saying. Like I was like, if I get in trouble for doing this, like how do I? Like I don't need no. I got a car. I got two cars. The one I'm gonna do is what? Like you know, saying that's. So I'm like, but this guy, he was stealing cars successfully and making a lot of money off of. That's what I'm talking about. Like I I got a story about stealing cars too. So I went to this all rich white school, right? And I had these friends who stole a girl's car out of the school parking lot. There was only a few black ones, right? But one of the black ones was in the mix. So I made sure, usually I didn't really care about going to class because that was like my social hour, but I made sure to put my face in every teacher's face that day because I wanted them to know, yeah. uh, Coach Banker, how you doing? <laughs> I'm here. Uh, <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. 
Coach Culpepper, he taught science. How you doing? I'm right here. He was like, Johnson, go to your desk. No, sir. I'm going to sit with you today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't tell on their ass, but I wanted to make sure they you know that you. <laughs> I don't steal. Mommy said, if you lie, you steal. If you steal, you kill. Mm-hmm. I might kill your ass, but you did something to me. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I ain't still enough. <laughs> hey, Dr. Johnson, this ain't this ain't what you you didn't expect to be talking like about stealing cars and cheating. Hey, I've co- listened to every episode, so I know this the, the conversation goes. I mean, this is this is what it is, right? It's a conversation, so it goes everywhere, and I love it. That's why I love your podcast, is you can get you can get some wisdom, you can get in a couple laughs, and then and then a couple more. And um, so that's that's just the beauty of what Chairs World Podcast is about. And that's why I'm able to get the messages, but also to feel like, man, like Cherry is the homegirl, not only through our connection, but just with everybody. Um, and I want to go back a little bit about to, the, to that power of manifestation. And because of the growth that I've had, not only just from my academic and professional experiences, but getting my messages from people that I care about, um, it's helped me to envision kind of what I want to do with my life and what I want to do with my career. And, and not only just with teaching and helping other students, but I was able to kind of like myself think about like a future in potentially podcasting or doing something similar where you get the opportunity to connect with other people. And so um don't want to say too much, but I wanted to say thank you for helping me to kind of find my next passion and it's kind of some, somewhat in the works, but it, the, the idea is really to center Black voices and really en- uh, elevate them in, in almost any topic. So for instance, my, my dissertation is, is focused on what it means to be untapped, underrepresented, yet unstoppable. So it's really going to be an, a play with those three concepts is, is, is finding people who are untapped in their in their careers in in, in their in, in or in any space and being able to to um, show how they're unstoppable right and to be able to explain how the connection to what it means to be untapped yet unstoppable and, and not only just uh, elevating black voices but really focusing on our allies right the people who may not necessarily look like us but are doing the work or doing that that or join the the, the, the team in the, in the fight to be able to just say like look we're beautiful, we're excellent, we matter. And you could take any topic really and still center it around African-American people, mm-hmm. right? And so your podcast has showed me how that can happen. And it showed me that I have something that I wanna say. And and, and just, I, again, the power manifestation is real. I'm here, I have a voice and, and I'm working kind of with, a, with this amazing, uh, amazing woman. Her name is Brittany Oates, Britt Oates. She's this powerful woman in like the the, the art um, museum world, also in the higher education. So it's just thank you for helping me to figure out what I'm meant to do in this world. Thank you, Dr. Johnson. I have to uh, offer up Courtney real quick because my resources are your resources. And if you are thinking about doing a podcast or you have something that works, please reach out to Courtney because he is a prefla of wonder and i know that he would help and my platform is your platform so if there's anything that trades or podcast can do for you let us know just thank you from the thank you from the bottom of my heart again there's there's they don't make them like you anymore like i know that that courtney has said it before but they don't make 
humans like you anymore. You're, you're, you define accessible, you define tangible, you define black woman excellence. And, and you're just, you're incredible. And I just want to oh, say thank you for that. Thank you. So if somebody wants to take your course before you leave, because we've got somebody else coming. If somebody wants to take one of your courses, either at CSUN, mm -hmm. right? Or at Kalu, how do they find you? What are you teaching? Are you doing virtual since COVID's still a thing? Like, well, let us know. How do we find you? Yeah, so I um you can find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is like kind of my my main thing. Uh, it's basically LinkedIn slash I guess Dizel Johnson. I'm sure you'll 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 have. Uh, I think you can see my, the spelling of my name here. Um, oh, I know you, it, boo. I know it. You you can you can hit me up there. It's it's I'm an open book. I'm open and receptive to just meeting new people. So if 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 you if you want to connect, if you find you're 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 in a space where you want to elevate your mental health and wellness. You want to find ways to just better yourself. Like let's connect because another part of my world and what I want to do is is like life coach work and and doing other things to again to to help and in, in to help people to find the lie and fix the problem. Like Mr. Marcus and Positive Parker because he's he, he's amazing and 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 he he kind of serves as a, as a as a little platform for me too on how I want to to kind of lead. And um, so, yeah, LinkedIn is, is a great way to, to reach me if you're, if you're looking uh, to connect. Hey, um, who do people say you look like? Who do people say I look like? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Why? What do you think? I, who do you think I look like? like? I'm, this might be before y'all. Well, not really, but Jay Williams, the basketball player that played for Duke, um, then played for the Bulls for like a few years. And then, um, He's cute. And okay, then, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll look him up in a minute. He's on ESPN now. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, he cool. actually sounds like him, too. I'm like, wait a minute, but he's bald. That is so funny. He's yeah. older. Yeah, he's okay. old. yeah, he's much older. Well, not that much older. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he, um, yeah he's my age, right? And I wanted to say one more thing. Sorry, I, I've said so much, but I, I wanted Please. to make sure that I talked about this is Another part of how I was able to get to where I want to be and again to find the, the best version of myself was to incorporate um, what I do every day. Like I found my love, love, love language to myself and that's the power of running, right? Me hitting the pavement, me getting out my miles. I made that. So I made the executive decision last year that starting January 2021, I wanted to jump on this, this global shift of, 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 of just trying to do something to better ourselves, right? Because we had reeling in from the multiple pandemics, right? From just the craziness um, with COVID-19 and just the, the presidential election and what's happening to Black lives. I needed something to kind of figure out structure and something that I could do. And it was uh, the decision to make sure that I, that I ran at least one mile a day for 365 days. And um, I, I can't remember what day it is today, but I think I'm only a couple miles, I'm a couple miles away from 900 uh, for the year. The commitment that I made to myself to wake up every single day, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, to say what you're gonna do and to achieve it, nobody can ever take that away from you. And I can no longer lie to myself and say that I can't achieve anything because I've proven myself every single day that I can commit to something. Um, what was also amazing is the messages, right? Cherry's World podcast and other podcasts that I'm getting, that's where I found myself. So if all I could really say is just for, for, for Cherry's World and, 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 the, and the listeners here is like, if you're really, if you're really looking for something that you could do to 
to, to, to get out of your own invisible prison, to try to find your excellence, find what you love to do. It doesn't necessarily have to be running. It could be yoga. It could be, you know, saying I'm, I'm it, it could be anything. If you could find something that that's specifically yours and you don't really have to share with anybody else and find other ways to, to get um, other messages that resonate with you, um, I promise you, you will find um, you will find more happiness than, than you think that you even deserve. Um, so I just wanted to make sure I got that out there because my messages also came when I was also trying to better myself through running. And, and that's typically where I get uh, most of it is through running in the podcast. Oh, amazing. Mr. Dr. Johnson. Thank you so much for being a guest. Please come back. And I'm going to follow up with you offline about that whole um, podcast thing. All right. All right. I'll be on the lookout. I just, <laughs> again, thank you for, for, for your willingness to have me here. I can't wait to continue to grow with you. And Courtney, man, you're, 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 you're dope. You're, you're so dope. Just as a, as, a, as a Black man, I just want to say thank you for, for representing and, and being open and honest about um, just who you are. Because again, the, the two of you are so powerful and I'm happy to be here. America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20.